Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, I wanted to explore a little bit of brand loyalty associated with Apple. That's the computer slash phone slash watch slash whatever they're working on now company. My first interaction with a computer was when I was eight years old. It was an Apple IIe. I was allowed to program, as I found out, on it for about 30 minutes every three or four days. And it was part of school. I had very limited access to computers. In fact, my family was pretty squarely against computers in any way, shape or form. But through this early interaction, I realized that computers offered me some means of escape, some means of creating the fantasy worlds that I had dreamed of with my head, and some means of allowing me to create a profession which was disembodied from my age. When I was about 10, I spent time at the local university writing games. And by the time I was 13, I worked with a friend of mine to create the Schmuck Quest series of games, which I don't think exists in any meaningful form to this day. But certainly through some period of time in the 90s, they were big on the bulletin board scene. Sufficiently big that a fellow who had a folk band offered to play at the party of my choice as I was the creator of SchmuckQuest. Returning to Apple Computer, however, through this SchmuckQuest programming time, this game writing time, I used a variety of different computers, PCs, Macs, occasionally even an Amiga, and I was relatively agnostic associated with the computers that I used. The first computer that I purchased, having saved probably about three months' worth of lawn mowing money, was actually a PC. But it was a PC purely because I could purchase it for, I think, about $250 at the time. And it enabled me to do the programming, which to date I had done on a variety of different computers with a small box of floppy disks. They were three and a half inch, so, well, let's still call them floppy disks. This computer lasted only about a day and a half. When I say that my parents were against computers, they were really against computers. In the case of bringing this computer into my mother's house, my parents were divorced by this time, the computer was destroyed almost instantly by my young brothers when I went away for a short period of time. I can't recall where I went, but I remember returning and finding things like the hard disk, and yes, it did have a hard disk at the time, had been taken apart and scribed, all the componentry was smashed and picked off, And really, it was a relatively sorry state to consider that my time and energy and mowing countless lawns had gone into this device, which had been decimated before I had the opportunity even to boot it up. Going on a few years, the next computer I purchased was a PowerBook 100. And to be frank, between the time of the destroyed PC and PowerBook 100, my mother had succumbed to actually owning a computer, in large part, I think, because her friends, who were all authors, were using computers to write their novels, and it seemed to be like a useful purchase. I, however, was forbidden to put any of my floppy disks in the computer because of the threat of viruses, and through this period of time I started writing antiviral software, if nothing more to convince my mother that I could actually put the floppy disks into the computer that I had owned and collected over this period of time. But also it became a bit of a gun profession for me to write antiviral software primarily for the Macintosh. By age 19, I had developed software on a wide variety of systems, and I gathered all my software together in this thing called Noble Ape, which I'll talk about, no doubt, at another recording. But through developing Noble Ape through the early couple of years, it had um, gathered some interest at Apple, 
And I think when I was 20, maybe 21, I was invited to come and spend a day at Apple as a means of seeing the campus and getting a sense of what it was like to work at Apple Computer. It didn't go particularly well. I was able to spend about half a day at Apple. I was very sick with the flu that I'd picked up on the flight over. And halfway through the day, the fellow who I was staying with or working with at Apple uh, said that unfortunately his wife had become very ill and been hospitalized and he had to go and tend to her. And I was promptly put in the glass entry area of Infinite Loop where I had a brief run in with Steve Jobs, but nothing really of note. And I left with the sense that the roads really weren't paved with gold in Silicon Valley. Going forward, probably an additional six, maybe eight years of development later, a couple of engineers at Apple decided that Noble Ape was actually something useful to use internally at Apple and began promoting Noble Ape and also giving presentations associated with Noble Ape. And Noble Ape was distributed on every Mac sold from, I think, about 2003 through to about 2008 or 2009. So my connection with Apple Computer was firmly cemented. I should also point out, although of no meaningful discussion point, that I had spent a good quantity of time when I was in the US uh, from 1999 through to about 2001 with Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak and his collective folk as well. That for another podcast too. Now my day-to-day work, I spend a lot of time working with Apple and... I have a sense of Apple in terms of many different generations, many different perspectives, many different engineering folk that had gone through Apple. And, you know, my respect for it as a company has grown in a way that wasn't necessarily there through the Noble 8 period and certainly through my early miscreant tamperings with computers. I had to write a lot of code to make the Mac work the way I thought computers should work. So let's just leave it at that. In any case... I feel a certain degree of brand loyalty to Apple because, in general, I've used PCs, I've used Linux machines, but I return to using Macs because it is the entry point, the starting point for mobile app development, and it's where I continue to make changes and, you know, prototype today. It's also the primary computer that I use in my general day-to-day, my professional life. I've been able to convert my wife recently over to the Mac, and certain aspects of the design philosophy gel with me. Another important point which my Linux friends and occasionally even Windows related friends tend to note is this notion that Apple is a closed system. I've never felt that to be the case as a developer for the Mac and occasionally an iOS developer. Although Apple has stringent requirements and uh, has a review process associated with the apps that are written, I've never really considered that as being closed. Maybe I've always existed in environments where I've frequently been you know, pestered or disturbed in my interactions, and I just consider that kind of stuff normal. But I've certainly never been stopped in developing any software that I have for the Mac, although some of it I've just released in kind of development open source terms rather than officially releasing it through, you know, Apple's sworn interfaces. But, you know, I have a long legacy and I have a degree of brand loyalty. It's not rational. It's just there. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.